Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here with Epiphany Communications and Coaching. Our next guest has been a guest on the show before. She's going to give us an update on the Bonnell Foundation and Cystic Fibrosis. They give emotional and financial support to parents who have had a loved one with cystic fibrosis. Their hope is to one day, no cystic fibrosis parent will ever experience the pain of losing a child to this disease. The purpose of the Bonnell Foundation is to provide tools to navigate the difficulties of living with cystic fibrosis. And to talk with us about that and so much more is Laura Bonnell. Laura, how are you? Welcome back to It's Your Community. I'm great, doing well. Thank you, Vanessa. That's great to talk to you again. And and thanks for coming on to give us an update. The last time we spoke, you were sharing us, uh, sharing with us information about your trip to Egypt and Dr. Nasser and educating people and families in the Middle East about cystic fibrosis. So what's been going on since the last time we spoke? A lot has been going on. I mean, you just keep learning so much more um, as I become more and more educated on the disparity, you know, between the two countries and, and when dealing with cystic fibrosis. And as a matter of fact, a family recently came from Egypt. I, I went and met with them at the University of Michigan. They came here there because they have two children with CF and they just couldn't get the medications um, there in their own country. And so I went and, and talked to the mom and you're right immediately on the same page. You're the parents of two kids with CF and it happens to be um, her daughters. And as you know, I have two daughters with CF. So we bonded and connected right away. And it's truly just heartbreaking. So Overall, the Bonnell Foundation, we're trying to raise awareness about it, and we're trying to figure out not only why are these discrepancies there, partially it was because it was incorrectly thought of as only a Caucasian disease, and it is not. Mm. Anyone can have, you know, be born with cystic fibrosis. It's a genetic disease. You can be Asian, you can be African American, you can be, you know, um, Egyptian. It's any any ethnicity at all so we're just trying to raise awareness about that as well laura how did you become aware of the issue in egypt and other parts of the middle east that there was such a lack of understanding and medicine to treat cystic fibrosis when did this when did you become aware of this issue well dr nasser was my girls are adults now and but she was their pediatric pulmonologist at the university of michigan and she is from egypt and as we became, you know, now I would say we're definitely, we're friends, obviously. It's not like a mom, doctor, you know, relationship. We're friends and we're trying to, you know, do the same things. And she told me, you know, she was going to Egypt and saying, I know you have people there with CF, you have to test in the, you know, they were like, <clears throat> excuse me. They were like, no, 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 we don't have people here with CF. And she's like, you really do. And once they started allowing her to test there, um, she found out 600 people were diagnosed with CF. And since then, it's now a thousand. And certainly there are more. Um, but it's because everyone's trying to raise awareness that it's not a white disease. 
So what's been going on? You said that, um, is there a lack of um, understanding of the disease in the Middle East? I mean, you said there's, they think it's a white person's disease, but is that true in the Middle East? And that's why they don't have the proper medication. I mean, what's the status of treating children there today? Right. It's true in the Middle East, but it's also true in the United States. Oh. I would say I would say that um, African-Americans are underdiagnosed and the Asian community here that, you know, they're Americans, but of Asian descent or of Arabic descent or, you know, whatever it is, it's just much the visibility is much better now in the United States. Um, pediatricians are catching it more in African-Americans, but it's only been five years since I met someone who was 54, African-American, was misdiagnosed for 54 years. So it's still an issue here in the United States. In the Middle East, it's just because some of them were, you know, are third world countries and medicine in general is difficult and they have a the Ministry of Health that has to approve you know, the drugs and the drugs are very expensive. And if you're a third world country and mm. a drug is $330,000 a year or, oh my gosh. or it's 3000 a month, there is not a chance that that drug will be available to a rare disease community in a third world country or even in a poorer country. So that's the problem. It's trying to get you know, prices lowered for the drugs. There is so many different things that need to happen. But I think the most important thing is to raise awareness. So people are aware of what's going on. In Egypt, they are dying. Their average life expectancy is eight years old. And it's more than 50 here in the United States. And it's because of medications. Um, that are not available in Egypt. And that's why people who have the means, the financial means are coming to the US paying thousands of dollars for the medications and then going back home. But there are only a handful of people who can do that. You know, um, when you were raising your children, was misdiagnosis a major issue back then too? I mean, I know they're adult girl women today, but when they were little babies and young girls, was that an issue, Laura, for you? Yes, we diagnosed Molly and then Emily. I mean, Molly was born first. And once we knew, then we knew how to test Emily. But yeah, there wasn't newborn screening at the time. Um, that started here in 2007, I believe, for cystic fibrosis. Um, and my girls were born in 1994 and 1997. Um, so we actually, it was through education we saw a public service announcement on TV and it was kiss your baby if they taste salty. And we thought we knew there were many other symptoms with Molly and we diagnosed her with CF and then had her, you know, talk to the pediatrician who did not believe she had CF and the pediatrician who I'm friends with to this day. But at the time she's like, she doesn't have CF. You're an overworried first time mom go back to work. And I was like, Hmm, I don't know. I keep reading and she's got every symptom anyways. And then she was tested. And I do know of other people who had children around that time that were also misdiagnosed. And the problem even now with newborn screening is that there are 60 mutations that are in the newborn screening test. And those 
not surprisingly, are mainly Caucasian mutations. So oh. there are over 2000 different mu CF mutations. But if you're, you know, if you're, you know, part uh, Thai or you're, you're of Asian descent or you're African-American or you're, you know, Arab, uh, you know, from Egypt or something or Hispanic, you might be missed in that test. So you really have to watch the symptoms, but then there's a language barrier. I've interviewed um, and talked to families who are Hispanic and are, um, you know, live in the, this country and America is their home, but the language barrier, that's why we started the CF Familia page on our website so that they could get correct information because they were reading really scary information from mm. their native land that was incorrect. Wow. So it's so many different things. And that's kind of why we're trying to raise awareness. And my foundation gives funds to people here in America who, you know, you can get buried by co-pays or you need a lung transplant. And that's still not fully covered in the United States. So we have so much more access to funds that are needed like foundations like mine that can give out to people in the u.s but if you have cf in another country it's much harder mm -hmm. and so i just keep saying where you live shouldn't matter if you live we should all have the same right Ugh, that's a great you know. quote laura you really got your uh, reporter hat on shining through here. I, I mean, you talk about in, uh, interviewing people, investigating, doing your research. Great quote. Um, where you live shouldn't matter if you live. Uh, we're talking about Laura Bonnell from the Bonnell Foundation. Laura, a former reporter right here on our own station uh, for for years here and now um, heading the Bonnell Foundation. Laura, can you explain to our listeners exactly what is cystic fibrosis and and um Tell us about, um, in terms of doing the research for your own girls, how that's helped you help other people. Sure. It's a genetic disease that causes chronic and fatal lung infections and interferes with digestion. And it does impact every organ of the body. So you can have uh, diabetes because of this thick, sticky mucus that builds up in the body and um, you can't just digest food. So you have to take enzymes and it impacts your lungs. Probably people are most familiar with that. Um, and many people need lung transplants, but then that's a whole nother thing because then you have medicines and you could, you know, die getting the transplant, but it does affect your liver. It affects absolutely everything um, about you. And I think once I started the foundation in answering your second question, it was, it was definitely therapy for me. I felt like meeting and talking to all these parents that we could totally connect and, and understood one another and how can we do better and how can we educate and how can we help? And that's, that's pretty much where we all are. I just talked to um, Dr. Kamala Porn, who is a doctor in Thailand. She studied at Sick Kids in Canada. She has 12 cystic fibrosis patients in Thailand, and there are 30 total. Um, mm. They have some meds, but not a lot. It's the same situation. If you can afford it, those 30 patients, like one of the 30 is and it's because the husband's American and the wife is Thai, but they come to America and 
they get the help they need and the medications because they can afford to, and then they go back to Thailand. So it's just, the more I learn, it's just like, it's yeah. so sad. I do feel like screaming, like, does anyone know what's going on? Yeah. Like, so not right, but yeah. Well, you're doing a fabulous job um, being a voice for all those people who need your voice, who are voiceless and, and don't have the means to speak out and do the research you're doing. Laura, you talked about the different mutations. So with the different mutations, does that mean each person may get affected by the disease differently? I know you explained what it is, but is the mutation affect how it affects their body? It can. And, and I am obviously not a doctor, not a scientist, but it's interesting because I, I really am not sure how it works. And, and by mm -hmm. that, I mean, my daughters have Delta F508, which was one of the most common. Um, it's not common in Thailand, though. It's not as common. Oh. So they have Delta F508 and then they have a recessive gene that's a bunch of numbers and too long doesn't matter for me to repeat. But but one of my daughters is sicker than the other. So do they mm. matter? Do they not matter? I'm not sure. I mean, that's, yeah. that's all I'm trying to say is, yes, I think some people are sicker. Some need a transplant. Is it just the mutation? I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not educated enough to answer that question. No, it's okay. No, but that's why the research is so important and talking to your physician is so important. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah. But it is interesting and it does matter if you can take like certain medications that could fix the underlying condition of CF. It's not a cure, but... Um, but like that drug worked for one of my girls and then one had a reaction. So it it just really depends on yeah. your child. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You brought this up the last time we spoke. We we actually did an interview around COVID time. And, you know, I just want people to be cognizant of when you're sick, whether it be the flu or COVID or just a cold, to be cognizant and respectful of other people in the world because you don't know. They may look normal, you know, look quote unquote healthy, but they're dealing with things like cystic fibrosis and you being sick around those people um, is not helpful. So I just want you to kind of reiterate of being respectful of people who are, you know, their immune systems are, um, you know, can be easily affected by you, your even common cold. Exactly. And, and that's why I was like, if anything as horrible as, you know, the pandemic was and COVID still is, I was so hopeful that it really got people to understand how germs are spread and how important the mask was, even though it's not fun, who wants to wear one? But yes, if you're, if somebody with cystic fibrosis, if you give them a cold, they can get pneumonia. Like it goes, there's not yeah. it's like a switch. It's not like you're going to get a cold and be fine. You're usually going to get a cold You're and you're going to get pneumonia and then you're going to be on meds and you might need, you know, um, a pick line. And then if you've had a transplant, I mean, for any kind of transplant patient, they have to be so careful. And some people who've had a transplant can't even get vaccinated for COVID because it doesn't work because of their transplant. So there's just so much. It's really important yeah. to yeah. think about people. And now the flu, you know, so yeah, great point, Vanessa. It's really important yeah. to remember that. So I, I have a pet peeve, Laura, of people assuming they know like other people's journey. And I'll just give you an example. I don't know if I shared with this you last time, but it always sticks in my crawl. I had a um, couple of times it's happened to me where um, uh, a family member and then a friend were parking in handicapped parking and um, 
you know, one of them got really badly yelled at. She was an adult, but little do they know she has a serious heart condition and can't walk um, far. She, she struggles mm -hmm. walking from like a, a, you know, her car to a front door of a building. You know what I mean? That's how much she struggles. And people make these assumptions about other people, you know, um, right. that happened to me one time I was babysitting my neighbor kids and I parked in a handicap. I was using my neighbor's car because she had a handicap license plate. And the lady, before I could even get fully out of the car, a lady starts screaming at me, not even knowing what's going on. And I totally ignored her, walked to the other side of the car and helped my neighbor child out. And when she saw that, she's like, shut her mouth. People just need to be respectful, you know? And I, I say that because I see that people make these assumptions about other people and they're not cognizant or caring that other people have other stuff going on, you know? Um, and I just think that's such an, I love when you made that point during COVID. You know, mm -hmm. let's be cognizant of p other people. Um, Laura, how can people get involved in the Bonal Foundation? What can they do? I know you raise money and awareness. How can people listening help you with your mission? Yeah, and we always need volunteers too, but they can go to the bonnellfoundation.org and Bonnell is B as in boy, O-N-N-E-L-L, -L, but the bonnellfoundation.org or the bonnellfoundation at gmail.com is how they can email us. So either one would be great. So we're talking with Laura Bonnell from the Bonnell Foundation. When what are your plans? Are you going back to the Middle East, Egypt, Turkey? Like what what I know you're in constant conversations with people in, in the Middle East, but what are your next steps? And I was just on a Zoom call um with uh, some people and doctors in Turkey and in Egypt um before this interview. And so we're talking about, I think the most important thing is we all agree is education to raise awareness. So we're trying to raise awareness. We're trying to talk to drug companies to get them to understand prices need to be lowered in, in these countries. And I think that's the biggest thing, but education um, and the more you raise awareness in even countries that have a dictatorship, they don't like when it's like why are people dying in such and such oh. an area it doesn't make them look good right yeah so, yeah yeah um so it's just important to raise awareness so that you know the powers that be um will see that it will it's a better thing it'll make them look better also if they take care of this issue yeah because it's not going to magically go away i mean not you know, going to go away no yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking with Laura Bonnell. Laura, what, you know, um, in terms of research, I know you're not a doctor, you're not a scientist, but are you hopeful with the advancements of medicine for cystic fibrosis? Are you hopeful for what you've seen over the years with your own daughters? I am finally hopeful. Not that I, you know, not that I wasn't, I guess I just thought might not see any medications that will help my children. I always thought to keep myself sane that I had to say, it's not going to happen in my girl's lifetime, but it will happen. But now I feel like it's going to happen in their lifetime. Um, and with this Trikafta drug that came out, it changes the underlying condition. It's like I said, it's not a cure, um, but it's made such a huge difference in my daughter who can take the drug. And for so many people who are able to take the drug, and um, Vertex, who makes this drug, Trikafta, is working on another drug. Um, and there are other pharmaceuticals that are working on some inhaled antibiotics as well. So there is definitely, absolutely hope. 
And then mm-hmm. for the the third world countries that we're talking about, I see more hope for them as well. It's just so hard to go talk to these parents who think you live in America, you have all the answers. And I've told them we don't have all the answers. Like I And I give them the example, this drug that you want for your kid. And of course, it's easy to say coming from America. And I said, but it works for one daughter and it doesn't work for the other. And then what if you come to America and you find out it doesn't even help your child's mutation. So you kind of have to, you know, work with your team and, and, but we're all trying to, to get there where everybody can have the same kind of care. Yeah. How are your daughters today in, in, um, you know, them dealing with cystic fibrosis on a daily basis? Can you share a little bit with us and Sure. They're, they're doing great. Molly's 28, which is unbelievable and fabulous. Um, she's living in England. She, um, is, you know, trying to change the world there. She's having into sustainable futures and, um, she works for a nonprofit getting actually artwork into mental institutions in the UK um, and that's wonderful. And she's done a project with Mercedes to show them wow. how, how you can be sustainable. And she recycled all their, a bunch of material from their formula one cars and, and cool. repurposed all of that. So she's doing that. And then Emily is in, lives in Chicago and she is 25 and she is working for an influencer and does marketing. And she also does some other nonprofit things as well. Um, so they're both very busy, successful health-wise. Um, they're both doing great right now. So that, of course, is all I want. Yeah. Them. Amen to that. Laura Bonnell from the Bonnell Foundation is who we're talking to here on It's Your Community. You can get involved with uh, her mission. Do you have any, do you have any, um, I know he asked you to the website, but do you have any upcoming fundraisers this year in 2023? Yes, we we're having an education day in May. And then we have our biggest fundraiser in September. We do a celebrity softball game. I think we're going to do again. It was, you know, obviously because of the pandemic, we, it wasn't safe to do, mm-hmm. but I think we're going to do that again. And then we just, we do a lot of things, you know, in February and uh, March for Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, we always have something going on. And we also have a program where we give, um, are starting it up this year, actually baskets to families. You know, when you're stuck in the hospital, doesn't matter if you have CF or not, you need things like I forgot my toothbrush or I forgot. Good point. Or you're in there for a while. Maybe you want to use some nail polish or maybe men, you know, dads who are in there, they forgot their deodorant, like just yeah. stuff like that. So we're trying to get that project going this year as well. You know, uh, Laura, that I had, a, you put a smile on my face because my dad passed away 21 years ago. And I remember when he was dying, he had cancer and he, he asked us to bring his cologne and he's like, I just want to smell good. I just want to smell good. Oh, wow. And it was like, yeah. it just, it just put a smile on my face because we, we don't think about those things. And we're like, dad, why do you want your cologne? He goes, I just want to smell good. And I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? He, I know. he was dying, you know, he knew he was dying and it was just, he was in hospice at that time. So that's so sweet, Laura. I love that you shared that with us. What else do you want to share with our listeners here on Itchel community before we let you go? Um, I just want to thank people. I think, um, 
our community thanks to the awareness that you have helped put out there, Vanessa. People are very supportive. I, I think it's really important that um, we raise the status of nonprofits also. I, I mean, I, you know, yeah. reporting was fabulous for me, but for me, this is where I was meant to be. This was definitely my purpose. And, and I know some people are like, oh, well, don't you want to get back into radio or TV? Like it's better. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I don't have the status of nonprofit and it's not yeah. an ego thing at all that I'm saying. I'm just saying, I think people are doing so much good work in nonprofits, whether it's the yeah. Red Cross or whatever it is. And I agree. I just yeah. feel like we just need to raise that up a little bit more all over the country because those people are changing the world, you know? Yeah. It's all for the greater good. Right. Laura Bonnell, thank you so much for joining us from the Bonnell Foundation. Thank you. Thanks for getting the word out and always being supportive of cystic fibrosis and making a difference because without you, it just, the word just wouldn't be out there. So I really appreciate all Come of on. your help. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to have you on. Any questions or comments or topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denha, you can easily reach me at Epiphany Communications and Coaching or find me on any of my social media platforms. Uh, you can private message me on LinkedIn, on uh, Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, always looking for good guests and great topics and uh, people like Laura who are making a difference in the world. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, we remind you to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. We'll catch you next time right here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.